0: Welcome to Path to Zero, the podcast about clean energy and the journey toward a low-carbon future. Host Tucker Perkins recorded this special episode from Reuters Energy Transition North America in Houston, where he talked to business leaders and other experts at the forefront of driving climate innovation. Now, here's Tucker.
1: One of the great things about being here at the Reuters Energy Transition event is being able to speak with some of the top innovators in the industry. That's why we're excited to welcome Bob Madonna, CEO and Chairman of Savant Systems to Path to Zero. With Bob's leadership, Savant Systems has become a significant force in the home automation and smart power industry.
0: Bob, it is so great
1: to have you today at the Reuters Conference in Houston. Thanks for being with us.
0: Oh, you're welcome. It's great to be here.
1: Um, let's go right, you, you've been on stage this morning, uh, you, you, had a, you had the keynote, a fascinating keynote on Smart Energy Revolution. Uh, talk to us about what you had to say and maybe expand on that talk just for a moment.
0: Well, I, our main mission is uh, and has been for almost 20 years as a company, uh, Savant, uh, building smart homes. But a home isn't smart unless it includes smart energy especially now, critically important. So it, it, the whole talk was around uh, energy management in the smart home and how uh, that can make more homes more resilient uh, in a time of uh, energy uh, transition. So don't the don't let all that noise bog, it's all good. Yeah.
1: So uh, you know, one of the things you read about so often is, uh, and I find the numbers are all over the map, the grid is growing, demand is growing, and yet there are a lot of voices out there that say automation, AI, the grid may not need any more watts than are already out there. That It's all about how we manage technology and automation. So let's start at the home. Is it possible for significant energy savings by automating?
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, If you look at American homes over... 80 to 90 million homes today in the United States still have less than 100 amp service at the house. It's, uh, it's interesting. And, and the IRA um, is helping uh, electrify and upgrade services across the whole country. That, this is a big incentive uh, or a, um, a subsidy to help uh, with getting uh, homes modernized. Uh, for uh, on the electrical side uh, and that's key and automation is a key part of that because it can um, the intelligence in the home can do what's called flexible load management. What does that mean? That means if the home goes off grid, let's say a storm comes, knocks out the power and if you happen to have uh, a, a backup system in the house, maybe you have batteries maybe you have solar uh, but if the energy's out, if the grid's down, you need some type of storage at the home. And that could be batteries, that could be small fuel cells, that could be a generator. The job of the automation is to make whatever local source you have last as long as possible. So that automation configures the loads dynamically. So if you're off-grid, It sheds all the loads that are not important and just keeps the essential loads up and running. What that means is you have the resiliency now to weather these storms. Uh, And the technology is now at a price with the IRA subsidies where the average American can afford this resiliency for their home. So resiliency is one aspect of it.
1: And and as you think about, it's clearly aimed at new home construction.
0: Um, no, not not necessarily. not necessarily. It's both. It's both. Uh, many of the homes uh, will work with some of the solar companies that will put solar on homes, and they'll retrofit homes with solar installs. Uh, likewise, to back up a home, it's uh, fairly straightforward uh, to retrofit a home with backup. And your ideal
1: home would have perhaps solar panels, certainly a backup generator, as you said, some form of energy storage, but fuel cells not quite there yet,
0: right? Oh, they they are progressing in a big way. We're small. We're talking small residential fuel cells. You're talking
1: about 2 kilowatts? It's like
0: 1.2 kW. They're very small. But they're small, small, but it's sufficient enough to keep the batteries charged if you don't have solar. So you can put... uh, batteries at the home to back it up. And if you don't have solar, you could use these small fuel cells just to keep the batteries charged if you're off-grid. Um, so that, that's an interesting use case. So but they new, new
1: construction yeah. or uh, what? retrofit? Yeah, Maybe either multi, one. Maybe multifamily?
0: Are oh, you? multifamily's a, a big deal. Uh, the IRA has a specific um, advantage for multifamily owners. Uh, for both the 30% tax credit, so that includes the batteries, Uh, the flexible load management system, which I can explain in a a minute, Um, the software and and its pieces, you get a 30% tax credit, uh, plus if you're a multifamily owner, you can depreciate 80% of the uh, equipment in the first year. That that could add up to almost half the cost of the equipment, plus the rebate dollars. And again, the rebate dollars are managed by the states, uh, where... It can uh, offer additional dollars to the owner per unit if he's electrifying those units and uh, creating an energy savings uh, across the board, or if he covers low-to-medium income families with those units. So it's a big deal for multifamily.
1: Let's just talk about electrification for a moment, because so many of our listeners think about how natural gas or propane would be a part of the energy solution. Maybe we live in really cold places, don't believe necessarily in heat pumps yet, um, your system, can it also work with some direct-fire gas, heat, those yeah, kinds of systems?
0: Yeah, it pretty much will work with any source of uh, local energy occurring. So what the system does is we, we've created intelligent uh, circuit breaker modules. Uh, the circuit breaker was invented by Thomas Edison in uh, 1879. Um, Actually, before he invented the light bulb. The light bulb he invented in 1880. It's a small little fact. This is what you learn when you buy a company like General Electric Lighting. That's ex-Thomas Edison. It's quite um, humbling. (laughs) Um, So on the circuit breaker, it really hasn't changed since it was invented up until recently, where we're putting intelligence inside the circuit breaker in order to allow the um, software in the home to load shed when it needs to. Now that's also a benefit to the utility companies. Let's say you're in peak demand and like in w- whatever state um, you wanna pick, we can pull back on that demand when told by the utility because we can turn on the batteries or load shed at the circuit breaking level or communicate with our software to the smart appliances. So it's all about the smart home, the software in that home being able to talk to all these devices. And what brings the energy in is the intelligent circuit breakers coupled with the, the local um, storage. Now that could be lithium iron um, phosphate battery banks. It could be, like I said, small residential fuel cells. It could be any local energy that you're running when you're off-grid. Um, when you're and and it's,
1: a, it's a controller, and then smart circuit breakers, to yes. a degree. Yes. It's that simple.
0: Yeah. It's, it, but it, it's also coupled with what's called a microgrid. Mm-hmm. The microgrid's a combination of the solar, the batteries, and the software that, that uh, does grid forming. Features. And, you know,
1: as, we, as we think about these and you have builders that are engaged and they have their electricians, I guess, or generally the people who install this, is that right? Yes, that's correct. Is it, has it been a challenge to educate the electricians on how to install and service this equipment?
0: Well, oh, Great qu- question. Um, I, I come from a family of electricians. My grandfather was an electrician. All my uncles were, were electricians. So I, I got to learn how electricians think. Uh, and when we made these breakers, that was the one thing on our mind, was to make sure this was electrician friendly. Um, what, what does that mean? You want any electrician to be able to pick it, this product up and install it uh, without um, too much complexity. And so these breakers snap into any existing circuit breaker panel, it, all, all the major manufacturers, whether it be Schneider, uh, Eaton, GE, Siemens, there's a whole list of them. Um, And we support all all of these. Why is that important? Because electricians know how to install anything in those panels already. And that's all they need. That's the only knowledge they need is to really make that home completely smart with doing flexible load management.
1: Fascinating. So I know you acquired the GE lighting, residential lighting this home management company as well. Let's talk just for a moment about lighting, because I would at least say today, lighting is a classic energy success story as we've kind of moved from incandescent or fluorescent to now LEDs. Uh, Talk about the current status of lighting in the home.
0: Yeah, great question. Um, When I first started this business, it was in 2005. And back then, only the luxury homes could afford smart technology. That's not true anymore. When you uh, walk down the aisle of say Lowe's and buy a smart light bulb from GE, that light bulb is made with every single bulb has both a Wi-Fi and a Bluetooth capabilities built right into the bulb. Think about that relative to like even 10 years ago. That would have been impossible. So the the intelligence in the bulb itself is in every one of, of those bulbs. Uh, often, the journey towards making your home star, uh, smart starts at the lighting. Starts with the Light. lighting, I agree. Um, Personally, for me, yeah. that's what it is. So, and, and that's where it's uh, the GE, not only a brand was so important to us, but their capabilities of building consumer-grade, consumer-priced products. So now we have technology that has brought everything that we used to do in the luxury space 20 years ago, now into the consumer at a consumer price. That same team is uh, perfecting uh, the circuit breaker technology to bring that into uh, the home at a, at a consumer price, also. Uh,
1: you know, I think about regulation, and we see sometimes, at least I see regulation probably outpacing innovation in this energy transformation. If I think about lighting just for a moment, I would say it was regulation that drove us so quickly to LEDs. But if I if I remember that while everybody complained we never ran out of light bulbs. We could always go to our lighting yeah. retailer and get a bulb. Do you do you see any parallels in this legislation today as we think about forcing home automation, forcing the energy transformation. Do do you see where The pushback that regulation is running in front of technology is an unfair accusation?
0: Yeah, it depends on the regulation, obviously. There's regulation across the board, especially with power, it's important at at one level. Making
1: power, distributing power. Yeah, Yeah. yeah.
0: But uh, with uh, light bulbs, like take light bulbs and the ENERGY STAR program that the GE lighting folks are experts at, Um, that talent is important because of the taking advantage of the government incentives like the IRA, uh, and both with tax credits and rebate dollars, um, it's uh, important to have a team that understands uh, how to execute that uh, with the regulations. Um,
1: As you think about the home, and I know that's kind of probably where yeah. you tend to think, when we talk about the grid, everybody's using more power, uh, clearly electrifying more things. Do you think the home will continue to consume more and more power? Or do you think automation will kind of blunt that and maybe we might level off on consumption per square foot or something?
0: Yeah, I I think you see multiple things. You see electrification, more things being electrified. But at the same time, take the example of the incandescent bulb, uh, which now you see LED bulbs replacing that and reducing the power. So as time goes on, electrification will actually reduce the power needs with automation. Like take um, electric vehicles. Uh, If I buy an electric electric vehicle and I park it in my garage or my driveway, um, that's not just consuming power. That can be my source of power. That can be my backup for the home. Take the Ford F-150 Lightning. Um, It's one of the first uh, electric vehicles uh, where we can communicate with our software to the car and have the car discharge its energy from its batteries directly into our inverter to back up the whole home. Now that Ford F-150 has 130 kWh of battery. Your average home is around 30 kWh, that can hold that home up for days. So if you're in say uh, whatever state and a storm comes in and knocks out the grid, one of those trucks can hold up your home, our software can make sure it lasts as long as possible. That's a good use case.
1: Yeah, and I love that example. I've heard people use it over and over, but I'm, I'm always wondering, this is where consumer behavior kind of enters in the conversation, because I think if I had an F-150 parked in my driveway or in my garage and a storm took my power out, I might be reluctant to use the one thing that was going to let me leave that home if I needed to, to leave it. Do you,
0: do you not think like that? Well, you can have it in complement to yeah. batteries at the house. So right. it's not you know, your only source, yeah. but it's an important one. And it's typically sitting in the driveway. So it it's, it's get there you for through, use. It
1: certainly gets you through a, a cold night or yeah. something or, or, like that.
0: Or it can be part of a demand response program right. from a utility where they need to reach into that home during their peak times and, and turn on uh, uh, either the battery or access to that vehicle um, to what? use that energy, either for their home or their neighbors home
1: what changes for you in the next five
0: years ten years what
1: what is where does technology or systems take you that we can't think about today
0: i think ai is an important um, development and most people don't um, understand the details unless you're an engineer our engineers are looking at ai to help with automation to help with security and resiliency, being able to look at all the energy data that uh, we have to to notify a customer of a potential uh, problem with an appliance or something else in in their power uh, system that needs attention. So AI can be a strong tool, and I think we'll we'll be surprised at um, uh, what that brings us in the future.
1: We love to have a little fun on this podcast. And so yeah. one of the things we do is we will hand you a magic wand. And you use that magic wand for one thing in the next year that you think would bring the most value to the energy transformation. Bob, how would you use it?
0: Lower interest rates. Affordable financing for everybody. in in particularly the energy sector. So not homes. about new
1: construction in general, no. and thinking about just being able to afford the the systems you need for a better right. energy.
0: Like you have the IRA, but you have families also that that um, need to aff- uh, may not have the tax appetite. Uh, but if there were reasonable um, financing, which today the interest rates are too high, so that would be my magic one. It's uh, good to create uh, more affordable. Um, financing for the average home
1: yeah now I know you live in the other Commonwealth I live in the Commonwealth of Virginia you live yeah. in the other Commonwealth Massachusetts um, and we love to plant a tree in a national forest in honor of the time you spent with us today the expertise you're sharing where is that national forest you'd like us to plant a tree
0: well, that, that's a tough question. Uh, <laughs> I spent too much time in the company and in the lab to <laughs> get out in the trees, but last time I was uh, hiking in the woods was at Muir Woods. Ah. Are you familiar with it? Oh, Muir very familiar. Yeah, it's yeah. a beautiful place. I don't know if that is a forest. It looks like a forest. It's a beautiful uh, place. And I think it represents, um, you know, considering that uh, climate change, uh, everything we're trying to accomplish with the energy trans transition, Um, We have trees there that are 2,000 years old. We'd like to protect the trees that will be there in another 1,000 years. So I think it's a good representation of what we're trying to accomplish.
1: Well, a good use of your wand and a good use of your tree. (laughs) So that's that's great. Thank you so much for being with us today on Path to Zero.
0: You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to a special edition of Path to Zero with Tucker Perkins. If you like what you've heard, subscribe and rate us on your favorite podcast app. You can email us with questions or comments to to pathtozero at propane.com.